0: Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard. One One, two, three, four!
1: People do feel very radically different about gender experience.
0: I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism.
1: That diversity is like the number one thing I think that has to be reckoned with.
0: Agenda with
2: women in the arts. I'm Katie Winton. This is your Saturday Morning Fix of art, politics, news and trash from a feminist perspective.
1: Agenda and FBI Radio is broadcast from Gadigal land and we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land and pay our respects to elders, both past
2: and present. We've got a pretty packed show today, as always. If you're someone who has periods, Pornhub is now giving you free premium access when you're menstruating. Another benefit to menstruating is enjoying delicious Doritos and luckily for us, PepsiCo chief executive, announced last week that she'd be developing female-friendly snacks like chips that don't crunch too loudly in public.
1: Huge. I'm really excited about this breakthrough for feminism. Um, And we thought that we'd buy some Doritos for breakfast. And I'm just like fully into it. I'm just like really leaning into this Dorito experience. And now I'm just like, yeah, getting really into it um, for our Valentine's Day episode. So in the spirit of analysing patriarchal capitalist holidays, we thought we'd (laughs) Look at Valentine's Day because it's coming up in like
2: four or five days. Four days. Um, so I guess this is our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, and we want to know about your worst Valentine's Day experience. Text us on 0409 945 945 with the worst thing that has ever happened on Valentine's Day for you. I'm also keen to hear what your breakup song is. So text us with either your worst Valentine's Day experience and your breakup song. My favourite one at the moment is Truth Hurts by Lizzo um, with Frontline by Kalayla coming in at a pretty close second. I've also got a pretty good Valentine's Day story to tell you later on in the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll also be talking to Kate Montague, the founder and director of AudioCraft, which is a community of Australian radio makers and podcasters. So Kate will be chatting to us about Ladies Who Listen, which is a mentoring initiative by AudioCraft for women working in audio in the audio field.
2: More on Pornhub and lady-friendly Doritos right after this track from Katie Day. You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. This track is called All. You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. That was Katie Day with All. Um, There's been a few wins for us this week. So Pornhub has offered people who get periods free premium access during the days when they're menstruating. Apparently there are actually benefits to having an orgasm during menstruation. So according to Pornhub, having an orgasm can decrease uterine pain by releasing chemicals such as dopamine and oxytocin. And apparently orgasms during your period can also help reduce the overall length of your cycle. So Pornhub are offering free premium access for the duration of your period.
1: Get to it, people with uh, <laughs> periods. What you don't want to do is what our producer Mari did, which was um, to wake up this morning and Google Pornhub period. I mean, so, maybe you do want to. Get oh, it. maybe you do. She's very upset, <laughs> and it was not what she was expecting. Um, but there are definitely—I I feel like there are a bunch of people now that are um, signing up to Pornhub under female-identifying aliases, which is—I don't know. Maybe it's good.
2: Another thing that happened this week is that there has finally been the suggestion of a crunch-free lady corn chip because women apparently hate the sound of crunching loud snacks in public.
1: Just with context. That's what it sounds like. So if, you're like, if your world is crashing around you... That's why this happened. So, PepsiCo Chief um, and Executive Indira Nooyi spoke to Freakonomics Radio hosts last week, uh, Wednesday and described the difference between how men and women eat chips. So I'm just going to swallow my Doritos before <laughs> I relay this message. Okay, so, if you didn't know, uh, this is a quote. As you watch a lot of young guys eat the chips, they love they love their Doritos and they lick their fingers and gre- with great glee. And when they reach the bottom of the bag, they pour the broken the last broken pieces into their mouth because they don't want to lose that taste of flavor and the broken chips in the bottom and the broken chips in the bottom. Women would love to do the same, but they don't they don't like the crunch too loud. They don't like to crunch too loudly in public and they don't like their fingers um, generously and they don't like to pour the little broken pieces and the flavor into their mouth. Do you know how much money must have been spent on that like press release? And like how many, what are they called when they like send it out to the, they, they do like test groups, like marketing things. It's like they would have had to pour thousands and thousands of dollars into like how they would explain why women need a different kind of Doritos. So I'm like, yeah,
2: yeah. For the record, I've never, I've definitely never considered how loudly Doritos crunch in public. It kind of seems like satire.
1: Yeah, it does, and it's um also extremely patriarchal. If you're making snacks for women so that they can crunch louder in public, what message is that kind of like sending out? Also, it's like part of this like grander scheme of things where like women just like can't take up space or make sound. It's like a way of kind of. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it (laughs) is like, uh, um, oppression politics, but, like, it's just, like, a way of making women feel like they can't do anything in public. I I remember in high school, we weren't allowed to, we got detention for eating in public in our school uniform because it was unladylike for women to be seen eating, which is so stupid.
2: Yeah, it seems like some pretty outdated messaging around, like, what behaviours women should adhere to. Um, So PepsiCo has since confirmed that Fairfax Media, that, Um, that the brand will not be launching a male and female version of Doritos. So the statement um, from someone who is not this lady (laughs) uh, said, we already have Doritos for women. They're called Doritos and they're enjoyed by millions of people every day. At the same time, we know needs and preferences continue to evolve and we're always looking for new ways to engage and delight our customers. So although we can access Pornhub Premium for free when we're menstruating, sadly, we still have to crunch corn chips loudly in public.
1: Okay. This is a shout out to Mari. Don't, don't Google <laughs> Pornhub Dorito because <laughs> it's, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> oh, maybe it will be. Over in New Zealand, Prime Minister Jacinta Arden was given special permission to speak at the Maori, which is like the meeting house, on the Waitangi grounds on the eve of the national holiday, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, so Waitangi Day in New Zealand is a, is a significant day for both Maoris and Pakehas as it commemorates the signing of the Treaty for Waitangi, um, a pivotal pivotal legal document in the nation's development.
1: And it's extra cool because of how rare it is for pregnant women to speak um, at the at this event. So uh, Jacinta Arden is currently pregnant. If you haven't already heard, um, with her first child, so she's pregnant while she's the prime minister, which is extra extra cool she's just like a cool lady in general she's like very very cool um <laughs> it's good journalism there um just uh, um and so the iwi people um in maori have asked miss arden to bring her baby's Wanua, which is the afterbirth um or placenta back to waitangi ground so it's a traditional maori custom to return a baby's placenta back into the um, ground from when it came um and return it to the land
2: yeah, very cool. She's, yeah. she's, yeah, she's great. We love her. Uh, so coming up after this song, we'll be talking about Valentine's Day. Is it feminist? Is it dumb? Has marriage equality made love less shitty? More about that after this new Jungle Pussy track. Also, I want to know your breakup songs. No one's texted us yet. Please text us Oh four oh nine nine four five nine four five. What's your favorite breakup song? It's my uh valentine's rendition of love song dedications uh I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this track is called state of the union by jungle pussy you're listening to agenda on fba radio language warning yes we
3: did it. <laughs>
4: Cause your new chick low maintenance Yeah, you can't handle it And now I don't have the patience Your stroke was weak, nigga Pacing in the pussy Don't be playing with the pussy They waiting for jungle pussy I was playing with myself Praying for vacation on the top shelf. Praying on Caucasian, rather rise above than a laid back complacent. You think you' up next, but bitch, I'm adjacent. I'm a that, yeah. Turn on me, that's a fact, and I faced it. Pregnant with success, friends don't want you to make it. Steady searching for the truth, I don't gotta chase it. I wish we never met, but I cannot erase it. Laying in a hammock, live with my Haitians, keep it Caribbean when you kick it. With my crew. crew keep your blood clop my quiet i do not fuck with you. you keep the team on my hip and we stickier than glue Ooh. my birthday halloween so i'm freakier than you eating jerk chicken while i'm finessing in the booth we play the same sport I you. Like Getting the same cheese, I don't melt like, melt like you You cute and all, but the combo's whack What's good with that? Ain't cool with that No, I can't relax, no, I can't relapse Let me bounce back, where my soldiers at? With they shoulders back, what you looking at? No cook crack with that black girl magic I'm smoking spiky joints. she just gotta have it Everybody wanna be black, it's so tragic Every time I wear clothes, I'm stopping traffic Everybody here knows I am the baddest Don't worry where my hair grow, pussy the fattest My nookie, my ass tits, I'm never average Out the fucking window, your career in a casket I'm a hard pill to swallow Fried chicken, got my eyes low These bitches so greasy, that's why I don't never follow Style fucking dated like I'm staring at a dino Soaring like a spaceship, I'm just faded off the front door
1: This is Agenda with Katie Winton and Isabel Hawthorben.
2: You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio, and it's time for our Thoughts That Count segment where we ask you what you think about a topical issue, and it's Valentine's Day next week. So we're asking you, do you celebrate Valentine's Day? And I also want to know what your favourite breakup song is. <laughs> text <laughs> us 0409 945. 945, we had a good text just before um, from Sandy. It says, I consider myself extremely sensitive to patriarchal thinking. However, I'm confused at your suggestion that Valentine's Day is patriarchal in nature as a holiday holiday. I've always thought and perceived Valentine's Day to be about celebrating love and all its forms. Have I missed something?
1: Right there with you. The ancient Romans, however, originally celebrated V-Day by making young men draw the names of women from a jar. The couple would do the biblical thing, or I guess it was pre-biblical. No, it wasn't pre-biblical. Never mind. They would do do sex stuff and then they would (laughs) stay together if it was a right match.
2: Yeah. Also in ancient Rome, they celebrated Valentine's Day with the feast of Lupercalia, where the men sacrificed a goat and a dog and then whipped women with the hides of the animals that they'd just slain. So young women would actually line up for men to hit them on Valentine's Day because they believed this would make them fertile. So Sandy, I hope that answers your questions. however, sexy, <laughs> um, slaying goats. Like marriage,
1: um, Valentine's Day seems to be moving um, kind of, a, the, the thing that I, the way that I see it is that like, yes, Valentine's Day when I was growing up I thought it was like super super lame um, and very much about kind of ownership you owning somebody and like laying your claim to somebody and like putting flowers on their locker and all that kind of nonsense um, but now I, I feel like now that there are like different ways of loving people more like present in the media and like society I feel like it's cool to express love and I think there's different ways of doing it and it can just be an excuse to like tell your friend that you love them or I I feel like there are not enough ways we are a very like repressed society and so there's not many opportunities we have to tell people pardon me tell people we love them and um who cares?
2: It's like fine. <laughs> yeah. To answer Sandy's question, I think that it definitely does have those kind of patriarchal origins, but I'm a huge fan of like compliment circles mm. and telling oh, people what no. you <laughs> love yeah. about them. Um, and I think it can be a really nice opportunity to acknowledge uh, more inclusive alternatives to like cis hetero kind of. Patriarchal thinking and forms of relationships. I'm also personally a big fan of Singles Awareness Day, which is That's a holiday. <laughs> there is um, a holiday that provides single people with an alternatives to Valentine's Day. Um, so some people consider Singles Awareness Day, sometimes shortened to Sad, as the anti Valentine's Day, and celebrate it on Feb 14. But others recognise Feb 15 as the official kind of holiday. So p- put it in your
1: diary. <laughs> Uh, Feb 15, sad. Um, there's also a really great article by Natalie Dulker on the Concordian called To Love or Loathe Valentine's Day, where she um, suggests that to show your love for people in your life, um, when picking out cards to hand out at school or to your friends, Google image search feminist Valentine's Day cards. You'll, be, you'll find plenty of inclusive, funny, and politically correct visual puns and cartoons to share with your friends and loved ones. And it's like way more fun than googling (laughs) Pornhub, menstruation or whatever.
2: So she also says to take the opportunity to, um, instead of relishing only romantic love, which is kind of what we were touching on before, celebrate the platonic love you share with different kinds of people in your life.
1: Also just treat every day like it's Valentine's (coughs) Day and be nice to people. Um, I've worked a lot of, um, uh, oh, the text line is coming really <laughs> nice. Oh. People are texting in really lovely things. So we love you too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that uh, it's pretty dark being a waitress on Valentine's Day sometimes. But it's, you know, take your, take the person you love out to dinner. Other nights of the week.
2: (laughs) Um, I think uh, the article also mentions like be aware of what kind of love is being celebrated and how that can exclude some people so keeping in mind that Valentine's Day often ignores the love of people who are straight and cisgender which is um, identifying as the sexual gender assigned to you as birth so it's kind of the opposite of transgender I guess.
1: Yeah, um, and a big part of Valentine's Day is also consumerism. So last year, Australians imported more than 5.2, 20, 5.22 million rose stems between February 1 and, Feb- and 14, mostly from Kenya. And assuming typical bouquets of uh, 24 roses, that's... 217 5 000 bouquets sold in two weeks um adding to roughly 163 kilometers of plastic wrapping used in two week period just for roses in australia and i work next to a um a florist and it's like actually so so horrifying the i mean it's beautiful but it's also like horrifying how much like roses come out around this kind of time of year
2: And it's not just an environmental issue. So according to the ABC, the majority of cut flowers sold in Australia actually originate overseas with imports from Ecuador alone valued at $1.9 million in 2015, so unfortunately this often comes at a cost for local growers and pickers who experience really poor working conditions and also some of the chemicals that they use to grow um, the flowers actually leak back into the waterways and are really environmentally damaging as well in those um, places. So think about alternative ways to celebrate love in different forms with different people and if you need to give flowers maybe consider buying a plant instead. Send a kind email. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so, yeah,
1: think of different ways to celebrate love and be kind to the people around you. Um, you mentioned earlier your worst Valentine's Day story. Are you ready to share? Is this going to be like therapy?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it's actually just kind of a funny Valentine's Day story. So I took Valentine's Day very seriously when I was a young person in a relac- serious relationship, and um, my partner at the time – is a, was a paramedic and so we never and I was at uni so we ne- he was doing shift work all the time we never really had an opportunity to like hang out or go on dates and we were going to go out for breakfast which is like a pretty standard thing and he came home super super drunk the night before and had been at like a work function or something and went to get into the bed and rolled over me and fell out the other side <laughs> of the bed <laughs> and then woke up the next morning vomiting and just like couldn't go out to breakfast because couldn't get out of bed the entire day and so I took 50 bucks from his wallet and took myself out to breakfast <laughs> that's amazing. I love that that's really really lovely
1: I am um, I went to a girl's school and Valentine's Day was very much about like the boys school ordering flowers and getting them sent to your locker and the poor receptionist at our um, school must have had to just like her job for like that whole week was just assigning flower bouquets to um Uh, two lockers luckily she never had to sign any to my locker (laughs) um but yeah let us know your horrifying i actually like i love your valentine's day story it's not (laughs) even sad it's just like really cool so if you have any empowering valentine's day stories or if you didn't opt to um send someone bouquets and you um you did something a little bit more creative let us know (laughs)
2: <laughs> 0409 945 945 Also let us know your favourite breakup song We've had a few really good texts in I'm just going to read a few of them So Straight Out of Vagina by Pussy Riot Such a Valentine's tune Love from the Glebe Fisherman, thank you Breakup song Grown Women by Beyonce Also very great um, this one's really sweet. You girls are very enjoyable to listen to. Fave breakup song: Ben Folds Five for the Dumped. <laughs> Tom, thanks, Tom. Um, this one says "Enemy" by Angel Olsen or anything from that album. Yeah. So I think we're gonna, Actually, that's true. yeah, that's we're gonna funny. play that one right now. You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. Coming up just after this track, we're chatting to Kate Montague, the founder and director of AudioCraft, who's running a mentorship program for women women in sound called Ladies Who Listen. So stick around for that. You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio.
3: I need advice, it's true, but I won't hear it from you. I don't remember when you last cared for the things I do. I wish I. All of the kindness That you've offered me It doesn't last It's just a thought I had If I could show you how I came to think Way, maybe you understand me now. Sometimes our enemies are closer than we think. Sometimes the ones we trust may have. To give up listening I wish it were the same As it is in my mind I'd like to learn a thing Or to give me a reason Reason why Why am I not ashamed While I am standing still You want to move me Like you did before But I've had my fill You say your time has changed that you have faced defeat We might be older now But is it changing anything? It could be in a way We've learned to carry well. Oh, I wish I could remove this doubt. I feel somehow I want the best for you. So I your way Maybe the clouds will clear and I'll be seeing you someday I wish it were the same as it is My feet, when I've left some things behind. Mm-hmm.
2: You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. Very lovely, sad breakup song there by Angel Olsen called Enemy. I think we might shift gears in a little bit with some more, uh, some more, um, what's the word? Upbeat, (laughs) Upbeat. (laughs) breakup, some more resistance breakup song. Um, We're joined now by Kate Montague, the founder and director of Audiocraft, which is a community for Australian radio makers and podcasters. Thanks for joining us, Kate. Ah,
5: thanks for having me.
1: Um, So Ladies Who Listen is a mentoring initiative by Audiocraft for women working in the audio field. Can you tell us a little bit about where that idea came from and how the program got started?
5: Uh, I guess it kind of came out of uh, the response that we were having to Audiocraft. So Audiocraft is like an organisation for Australian radio makers and podcasters and we run a festival every year for makers and then we also do listening events and kind of like other things throughout the year. And in response to what we were doing with Audiocraft, my um, Audiocraft partner and co-founder Jess Bineth and I were finding, we were having a lot of women kind of reach out to us and wanting to have coffees and like, how do I start a podcast? I've got this idea or I want to get into radio. And we were kind of like averaging maybe one of these coffees every week and realizing, I guess, that there were a lot of women in our industry and in the workplace that we were kind of you know had access to uh, that had incredible wisdom and knowledge that these women were not accessing and the conversations between these two kind of like professional worlds weren't really happening so we kind of developed this mentoring program as an experiment almost like a matchmaking service I guess of like you know how to broach that conversation of how do I find a mentor and um, and then what do you do and what are the kind of rules of engagement, I guess, for mentoring?
2: You mentioned um, before when I was kind of talking to you off air as well, that last year your mentorship program paired about 50 women with yeah. different, <laughs> which is well, huge.
5: Yeah. So we kind of like, we're like, look, we'll just put a call out and see if people are interested in this. And I think we had like, it was open for four weeks and within five days, I think Something like eighty people had signed up, so we actually had to close. We were like, okay, Uh, so we had to close, which was kind of difficult. But and then from that, we paired so twenty five mentors with twenty five mentees. But that was an enormous kind of like um, undertaking, like in terms of for us. So the second round that we did in September. So we launched in March last year, and then we did our second round in September. We've done, I think we're doing now twenty five or twenty four so 12 and 12 yeah so there's a there's a demand
2: was there were there many challenges with having a program that huge last year oh look i
5: think we were like um i mean trying to find the right fit is always kind of like an it is like a matchmaking mm. so people kind of Say, oh, this is what I want to develop and then you have a series of like these incredible women mentors who have like mad skills in X, Y, Z and it's trying to find the right fit. But we do kind of try and preference like regionals or people who are working outside of institutions where they already have a great boss or a great kind of mentor within the workplace. So we were trying to like reach out to those more independent podcasters and people who are living outside metropolitan areas who wouldn't usually access that kind of professional relationship. So we do try and preference that a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think I feel like it's obvious what the kind of positive outcomes would be for the mentor, but uh, for the mentee, but I feel like whenever I've been mentored by someone, I don't really understand what's in it for them. Like it seems, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, it's like,
5: yeah, it's so funny. Like experience? the feedback that we're getting so far is actually the mentors are getting a lot out of this as well. Like I just had an email from someone yesterday actually who wrote and was like, thank you so much for this great mentoring program. And she sent this like little selfie of her and her mentee wow. that had finally, like so they were working from Melbourne and Tassie. Her mentee is in Tassie. Um, And they just met up for the first time in real life and they'd had like a series of phone chats. But she, I think for her it's like um, the luxury of having like a one-hour block where you just nerd out about audio storytelling and craft stuff and reflect on your career and your experience as a freelancer or, you know, like – and I think also for them to be engaging with like – young people who have new ideas and a rethinking format and kind of like coming at the whole scene and the whole um, production side from a very different point of view, like not so much traditional like broadcast to, you know, broadcast. You know, it's sort of I think that um, traditional kind of path has been kind of disrupted a little bit. So I think they're both getting a lot out of the experience, which is great.
2: And you also mentioned that you kind of... um looked at a way of formalizing that mentor relationship and now you have some guidelines available (laughs) for your mentees um can you talk us through what that kind of formalization process was and what some of those structural kind of elements are in terms of that mentor relationship
5: yeah I think it's like the whole kind of notion of mentoring can be a little bit loosey-goosey it's like how do you Mm -hmm. how do you write that call like how do you cold call how do you write that first email so we kind of take it care of the matchmaking side of it and then I guess we just set up a little bit of a framework so we say you can meet once a month for an hour whether it's Skype phone or in person if you can and um, this is what's expected of the mentor this is what's expected of the mentee um, it's six months so there's only six one you know six one hour blocks and it has an endpoint so you know there's a there's a structure around it. Um, But also a little bit about how to prepare, I guess, and make the most of it. So, you know, to really respect and value the time of that mentor, bring like prepare, send them some audio to listen to. Like sometimes people are workshopping a particular work, like an episode or a feature that they might be working on. Um, But in other instances, it's just like some really key problems that they're experiencing in their work. So whether it's like you know how to pitch or how to um, like how much do I charge for my work? You know things like that that so you can helpful kind
1: of as well. like one of those things that you can't really sometimes you can't Google it. So it's so helpful to have someone to be like, that's a dumb idea, or you know you should run with that. Like it really does. Make yeah, a huge and difference. like we say,
5: you know this is confidential. Mm. This is like a safe place for you to share stuff and not um you know not be embarrassed about asking all the damn like all those dumb questions. So. Mm. Um, so it's sort of like we set that pr- those parameters, but then people can do what they want with it. You know, it's really up to them, but I guess it's sort of um, giving a few like pointers.
1: But I imagine it makes a huge difference for someone to be able to match you up. So you um, open it up for um, mentees, but do you also approach the mentors or do they kind of come to you?
5: What we did find was a lot of mentors, like really senior uh, women we were also asking for mentors so which yeah. we were kind of like but you are like <laughs> um but so we do That's try cute. and kind of like sometimes a person might be a mentee in mm-hmm. one round and a mentor in the next or vice versa oh, so, cool. so um yeah so we do kind of do that and then sometimes the mentees will say like we'll say who's your dream mentor and often it's someone that we know or who's in our community and mm. it's really easy for us to reach out to that person and we can say this person is doing X, Y, Z and they're really keen to work with you. And often they're like super chuffed and like, sure, I'd love yeah. to, you know, so we do some direct kind of, um, what do I say? Direct, um, poaching or- poaching. <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
2: You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio and we're talking to Kate Montague about the Ladies Who Listen mentorship program. i are going to take a track from Tommy Genesis now. This one came out a few days ago. It's called Lucky. Big language warning on this one as well. Uh, stick around because we'll be talking more about the mentorship program and a podcasting masterclass up just right after this.
0: I'm coming in, all this in, you know I've been, talking a lot, leave me outside, at my side, wait for the ride, I need to shut, I'll pretend I don't see you texting, you press out, you lost. Look at my luck, look at me fuck. Look at my face. Only thing more pretty is my pussy. Look at my face. Only thing more pretty is my pussy. It gon' it goin', 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 it gon' be okay. It gon' it goin', gon' it goin' gon' be okay. It gon' it goin' 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 gon' be okay It gon' it goin' it gon it goin' gon' be okay you
2: to Agenda on FBA Radio, we're talking to Kate Montague about the Ladies Who Listen mentorship program. Uh, Kate, one thing we wanted to ask you was whether or not you think that uh, podcasting specifically has changed in terms of female voices over the last few years.
5: Yeah, no, I, think, uh I think it definitely has. I think um, I was we were talking before like a a good friend and mentor to a lot of women in Australia because she spent some time here is Julie Shapiro and she wrote this great article and it was like 2013 on Transom which is a really great online thing for audio nerds like us but she wrote this great article about women hosted podcasts in 2013 and basically she was calling out the lack of women hosting in podcasts and it was sort of like a call to action thing and if you look back on the article now there's this incredible thread below where people are adding like female hosted podcasts and the list is like getting into the hundreds now so it's pretty exciting to kind of see that grow and I think you think that's five years ago and if I think back to last year and in Australia like some of the really great female hosted podcasts that are coming out like Pretty for an Aboriginal with Miranda Tatzel and Nakia Louie. And I love there that was, one. yeah. And there was like Yumi Steins on Ladies We Need to Talk. And there's Hysteria, um in Melbourne are doing a really great, like, sort of feminist podcast. So I think there are a lot more um, and more to come, I think.
2: And you're doing a podcasting masterclass for All About Women?
5: We are. So that's um, the first time that Jess Spinneth, who's my main gal from audio craft we're doing a thing together for the first time which is really fun because we're often organizing events with other people but we've never done something together so we're like having heaps of fun putting together this session and basically it's like a um, podcast masterclass for people who might be um, thinking or dreaming of their podcast and I think what we're going to do is sort of um help people like develop their idea, maybe find their voice, think about format and style and what they want it to be. And then kind of get down into the really kind of nitty gritty practical stuff. So how to do a really great interview, research, prep, then like structural stuff of what you do in the edit and how you kind of put together a great episode and then kind of like get into that sort of buff and shine stuff of how you can make it really sound amazing and um, put together a really cool podcast. So yeah, we're doing that with um, the Sydney Opera House's All About Women Festival, which is on Sunday, March 4th. And, um, yeah, we've got ticket giveaways as well for you guys. Cool.
2: Yeah. we're Sorry. We're um, giving away two tickets to that for a lucky listener. So if you want to head along to the Ladies Who Listen Podcasting Masterclass, text us on 0409 945 945 with your name and contact details.
1: Yeah, and I think you've probably had this experience as well where you've been listening to a podcast and been like, oh, I can do that or I have an interesting idea or something to talk about. So, yeah, let us know. It sounds like an incredible event. And It'll be really so, fun. Yeah, and I think it is time.
5: a great time to make a podcast. I think it's a really interesting space. Maybe it offers, like, a more democratic media space as well where kind of anyone can make a podcast. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good time. Have a go.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, it's a democratic kind of format. And um, it's, re- it's also really exciting. I think about the podcast that I listen to, maybe four or five years ago, and what it looks like now is so different. And it's like really exciting to be part of that change, maybe, potentially.
2: So text us if you wanna head along to that podcasting masterclass for the All About Women Festival, 0409 945 945, um, Kate, when can we expect the new mentorship round to be open for ladies who listen?
5: Well, we're launching the Audiocraft Festival tickets on March 1st, so I'd also encourage people to come along to that if you want to nerd out with a whole lot of makers and learn about this stuff in more depth. We've got a really incredible lineup for that, actually, and some really great speakers coming this year, and we're doing a day of workshops on the Sunday. Can, and you, can you tell us some
2: of the speakers, or is, it, is it a Okay, never mind. I, think, I
5: don't know if I'm allowed to. Okay. Uh, we have a really Not amazing program manager this year, Jess O'Callaghan, and she's coordinating and kind of curating this incredible three days of just audio heaven. Um, So you'll have to wait till March (laughs) 1st to find out who it is. But then I think Ladies Who Listen, the third round will probably be kind of later in March. So we'll open that up. And the program's really oriented for people who are already making stuff. So... We do kind of like ask that people have at least a year's experience in doing something in radio, audio, podcasting um, because they'll probably get the most out of it. But, yeah, I think if you go to our website, audiocraft.com.au and sign up to the newsletter, we kind of um, will keep you updated with all of
2: that stuff. And then we can find out how to apply. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have any...
1: No, I'm just like really really excited about it. It sounds incredible. And I don't I don't really feel like there are many opportunities like that, so it's great that it exists as well.
5: We love it. We have a lot of fun with AudioCraft. We're doing some fun things and we're really passionate about what we do and we are like 100% nerdy and into this audio podcasting realm. So, um it's fun when more and more people are joining joining the community
2: well we get most of our facts from podcasts so we're, <laughs> yes, we're giant fans <laughs> um kate thank you so much for coming in uh to talk to us today about ladies who listen and about the masterclass um if you want to find out more information we will pop some links up on our agenda show page that
1: article actually sounds amazing i really want to read the list of the thread underneath it because it sounds like there's some podcasts that potentially we haven't heard of yet so it'd be good to it's a good one. Dive
2: into it. <laughs> uh, this track is a new song from uh, one of our favourite Sydney-based artists, Akenyo. It's called ISO. You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. <laughs>
3: It's a first
6: world problem here, does that mean I shouldn't give you space and air? It's a first-rate dilemma here, not an epidemic here, why does it feel like life and death in here? This anxiety attacks, this electric chair, brain buzzing, no room forever, how can I make you better? Be better, Will I go to hell or heaven with this behavioral pattern? I talk for hours with a stranger, I paid, with my heart sleeve, my credit card late. I talk for hours with a stranger, I paid, much i don't know how to untie the love i got i talk for hours with a stranger i paid with my heart sleeve my credit card late i talk for hours with a stranger i paid with my heart sleeve my credit card late it's a relative right but it's not relevant right i don't think it's warranted to keep me up all night it's a relative right but it's not relevant right hey
1: listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. We were talking about all about women and we're ready to give you some uh, some free tickets to the next event. But the small caveat is that we want you to send in your gnarliest Valentine's Day story. <laughs> it's more catharsis for us, I think, but <laughs> if you can beat Katie, we'll give you some tickets.
2: <laughs> so we were just talking to Kate Montague, um, the, one of the co-founders of Audiocraft, and she is running a podcast-making masterclass. Masterclass with uh, Jess Binneth. <laughs> so um, it's for wannabe podcasters. Um, so they can do a session with two of Australia's pioneering women in audio. You can gain intimate access to storytelling techniques, technical knowledge and support networks of women in this unmissable workshop. It is also sold out and it's at Sydney Opera House on Mar- Sunday, March 4th for the All About Women Festival. So if you enjoyed our chat with Kate just then and you'd love to get into some podcast making, please text us on 0409 945, 945 We've got a double pass to give away. You just need to tell us the worst thing that's happened to you on Valentine's Day for our Valentine's Day special that we've been running this morning.
1: Just a little recap. Katie's boyfriend was meant to take her out <laughs> a few years ago to um, for Valentine's Day after not seeing each other for a long time. And he came home drunk, flipped over her, and then she took the initiative and took 50 bucks out of her and his wallet and took herself out to breakfast so i actually think that's like a very victorious kind of valentine's day so i love it
2: it was really nice i like took myself out for pancakes and then i think i went to mca and just had like a really nice day on my own so
1: i feel feel like maybe i'll do that this valentine's day i might just take myself out let us know what you're doing are you gonna take yourself out for pancakes um or did something really really (laughs) terrible happen to you let us know and we'll give you some tickets
2: We've also had some really great breakup songs come through on the text line today. One that I missed before was the drums under my belt, blood under my belt, my ultimate gay boy breakup song from Darren. Thanks everyone for sending us your breakup song inspiration. Uh, Text us for these podcast making masterclass tickets. 0409 945 945. We're going to leave you with this track from princess Nokia. It's called Katana next week. Actually, before we go, next week we'll be talking about Club 4A, which is an a club night, a new club night run by 4A Centre for Contemporary Asian Art. And it will be happening at Dynasty Karaoke in the city, which is one of my favourite karaoke places. Yeah, I
1: think it's also our producer's favourite place also. <laughs> it's going to be the maddest night ever. I'm so genuinely excited for um, Club 4A. So it's Amrita Happy, who you probably know from like being one of the, uh, from the internet, um, Rainbow Chan. Also, you may have come across her. Who you might not have come across is Dead Kebab, who is definitely my favorite person ever at the moment. She's a, um, uh, a Japanese performance artist and she, her name is Dead Kebab, which is like <laughs> such a good um, title. So we'll be talking to them and the people from 4A who bring you this extra special club night.
2: Um, yeah so we will be talking to all of those artists next week in anticipation of the 4A club night at Dynasty Karaoke it's time for us to oh wait we've got one last text ha 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 for Valentine's Day I'm definitely not going to steal money from my partner (laughs) 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 Sally he was drunk and he was meant to take me out for breakfast (laughs) so (laughs) um, I'm going to leave you with this track from Princess Nokia you've been listening to Agenda on FBI Radio
7: I step in this bitch and I do what I want. I don't give a damn and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I step in this bitch and I do what I want. I don't give a damn and I don't give a fuck. do I I a a fuck. Princess Nokia, You could call me on my cellular. I think I'm the shit, and I never been around I'm shady fuck that set me yeah. up Up in the crib, I'm up in the show I'm doing my thing like never before I'm rocking and dropping and hitting the flow I give you the 30s, the 30s, let go Hop, lock, and drop it Hop, lock, and drop it Me no more because I'm in a session it's right tonne, now. It's tonne, it's tonne, it's tonne.